What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of the show on today. It feels very different today because Jordan won. Man, it's crazy. It feels real different. It feels like the dawn of a new day. It feels like a curse is lifted. But just the Falcons, though. I started out on Twitter, just the Falcons. I, I, I don't know what to say about them. The Hawks going to be fine, though. You know what I'm saying? But how you doing, Ariel? I'm doing pretty good. I definitely agree with you. Feels like the new dawn, a new day. Um, I just feel like anything is possible now. I mean, obviously, it's not possible with the Falcons, but we'll make me in Georgia after having two championships come to the state. So maybe we might have something to get ready for. And I have to say, like, the Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, like, the, the Falcons are literally the only team, only team that didn't, they didn't make playoffs. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so it's like, well, the Falcons have to do something. Someone said that, like, ever since Georgia turned blue, it's all this on Twitter, that we've just been prospering. Like, we, we got we gotta we gotta finish the job with that one. We gotta we gotta we gotta close out the fourth quarter and get Stacey Abrams in. But you know, we got like that's very true. I, I don't know, maybe in the draft in April 2022, they might some sense might click. Maybe they might get a backup quarterback, or maybe they might get our defense. I just you can't have all these good things happen and then just leave the Falcons where they are. Well, I, I, I'll say this. Uh, well, I mean, we saw some draft prospects in this game. You know, we Definitely saw we saw a lot of them. So let's go in and get into Georgia beating Alabama in a very interesting game. So Georgia won the game 33-18. It was a defensive battle, really a kicking contest. Until Georgia scored the first touchdown of the game, it was a one-yard touchdown rush by Zamir White that put them down 13 and putting up 13-9. And then Jamison Williams went down with a knee injury early in the first half, and he looked like he was in pain. That was it was it was sad to see because first and foremost, you don't want to win like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to win seeing you know the star. I mean, for me, the star player like go down. You know what I'm saying? I want to win with all your players on the field, and I hope he's good because the draft is coming up. You know, so I hope that it wasn't too serious of an injury and hurts his draft stock. Um, but. You know, we move on. It was the defensive game. And then the fourth quarter comes. We had that controversial fumble call on Stinson Bennett. All right. And it was a lot of debate about that. We're going to talk about that in a second. And then a couple plays later, Cameron Latou goes down and he scores, puts Alabama up 18 to 13. And then Georgia gets a touchdown, 40 yard touchdown. And it goes crazy. We're looking like, wait a minute, what's going on? What's happening? And then Jordan scores again. I'm like, what? It, but it was a run. It's like, you see, Stanson Bennett didn't, didn't do nothing that time. It was a run. Uh, so then from there, like, I'm like, okay, so they're going to tie. They're going to find a way to tie. And we're going into overtime. Then it's going to get real Super Bowl-ish with the Falcons, right? But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 79-yard interception, ran down Keely Ringo, to ice the game and Georgia wins and it was just an energy in the stadium that was very different. Hey, that crowd was a Georgia crowd. Did you, did you peep that audio? That was a Georgia crowd. Um, you know, it for majority of it, I I feel like there were so a lot of Alabama fans. I mean, they, they were both in red. It really didn't help that they both kind hmm. of got the same colors, but you can definitely tell by the end of that fourth quarter, Everybody was a believer, and even the Alabama fans could, as shocked as they were, they couldn't hate. It's been over forty years since you had a championship, and not only that, this is actually the second assistant coach 
of Nick Saban to come and beat him. Mm. So that's something to celebrate as well. You break a drought, you beat your head coach who you used to work for, and then you get an interception from a freshman. Not no, not anybody that's been with Kirby Smart for a long time. I've known Kirby Smart. I was able to do an interview with him my senior year. He's one of the greatest coaches coming out of Nick Saban who has actually been able to be taught. So this is an extreme moment that you could do this to Alabama's defense, their offense, to their Heisman Trophy winner. Because now we have to look at it like this is the first championship team in a minute that has had a Heisman winner but hasn't won the championship, mm. which is crazy. We're breaking a, it's a lot of breaking curses this year. I don't know what's going on, Randall. So what what did you think about the game? Because, you know, we were texting during the game. What did you really think about it? Because how I looked at it was that, to me, Bryce Young didn't do badly, but it's been talk of if his stock will drop. And I'm going to give my take on, on, on Stinson Bennett in a second because it's been a lot of a, a swan song for him. And, and shout out to him. You know, he has a very tremendous story, but I think we're forgetting what happened in the game. Uh, but what do you think about this? What do you think about this game? Like, do you think, like, Georgia pulled it out and won? Do you think Alabama just flopped it? Or do you think it was just, just an, an even game that could have gone either way? Well, right now, I don't – personally, to me, if I was going to take from a from a prospector, like, it's amazing what Georgia did. Like, of course, we all know it was slow. It was so slow, and that just became – that just was coming with the teams that they were playing. You got two really good defensive teams. Of course, Georgia is going to top Alabama when it came to defense. But offensively, that's where the battle really came. Who was able going? Who was going to score first? Which was Alabama, but it kept being field goals until the last minute of the fourth quarter. Who was going to be more dominant? And Georgia just started to take over because they, I think, it finally clicked to them towards the end of the third quarter and beginning of the fourth that they're not scoring. We're actually doing something right. We're actually sacking him, which they didn't do in the first time that they met 37 days ago, which was a big story. And they also didn't sack him as much when they played that 2017 championship game, too. This They've had three times. This, this is their third time. They had two previous times to beat Alabama and failed. And now this third time, third time's a charm. Kirby Smart gets the win. Everything is great. And not only did you, like, when you gotta beat them 33 to 18 you can't just say it was a small margin of victory you actually put some oomph behind it like you're standing and i agree with the headlines now maybe there is a team that can finally defeat alabama they have the formula they know what to do and maybe like the bugs how they started getting beat towards the middle of the season maybe there's a formula for alabama now do we see alabama actually being one of those contenders that's like we can start kind of shaking like they won't keep having those undefeated or one two lost game seasons back to back i think this kind of shakes some of the confidence a little bit for alabama i'm not going to discredit them they are probably one of the best football teams one of the best football programs in the country not even one of the best they are the best and just being taken down like this of course you're kind of like mm, but those predictions and those rankings don't lie right now still on the list they are number one so i it's a lot to say about it. the game was good the game was great congratulations to georgia i'm so happy finally but it's um it's a lot to dissect here like where where do you go after this what does georgia do, do? and then 
course, we got to talk about Simpson Bennett because um, I, you, you look like you got a lot to say. Yeah, I do. I, I do. And I, I, I want to, I, I want to ask you this. Cause like, I want to just set the table. So do you think, and I know your answer, but like, do you think that that was a fumble in the fourth quarter or was that an incomplete pass? Um, like, man, I, cause I, cause I, I actually think I, it was a fumble. I, I think like looking back at it, I think, well, cause, cause to, to me, I feel as if it was a fumble just because how he fell. I was like, he dropped the ball. It went like he was really throwing it, like the angle that I saw. And I thought it went out of bounds, but then when I looked, because I looked at it as like, like as I was prepping the show, and I'm like, man, that, that might have really been a fumble. He might have got that one right. But I just felt like it was very controversial, you know, and consequential too. It could have been consequential. It, well, I well, if Georgia didn't win 33 to 18, I would definitely take that call to be one of the controversial calls that actually caused Alabama to lose or actually would have held back Georgia from winning. But looking, you can't even say that anymore because of that last minute interception thrown by Bryce Young and also the offense of Alabama not being able to execute before that second touchdown, before the interception run for the touchdown. I, I can't. I can't even say that call is even valid anymore. However, at first when I was thinking and when I saw it, I was like, recovered by Alabama, nobody touched it. Because when you're looking at it in real time, you didn't see an Alabama defensive player grab or go for it. You just saw it go off camera. You just saw it go out of bounds. So you're sitting here like, what do they mean recovered? When they replayed it, I was like, okay. So if they do try to call this back and be like, this is a fumble, it is recovered by Alabama. However, Looking at it from different angles in the positions of when the ball was knocked out of Simpson Bennett's hands, from one angle, it did look like it was an incomplete pass because his hand is going for it. It is executing that motion. And if it's let go, then it's like, okay, it is an incomplete pass, third or fourth down. That's a save for Alabama. The thing that saved him, and I feel like is a little bit controversial when it comes to the fumbling rules, is if he had possession of the ball while coming forward. And in another angle, you can see that one of the defensive players from Alabama actually kind of made sense of it lose that possession. It was toggling a little bit. It was kind of fumbling in his hands. And so hence, even though he was having that forward motion, since he didn't have possession of the ball and complete control of the ball, it was ruled a fumble. And that's when it comes to even in NFL and the professional sport, it is so hard to tell what is actually a fumble and what is actually a forward pass and an incomplete pass from when a defensive player tries to make those plays. It's like, what? what is the rule? What is the sense behind it? I know people are probably going to be like, well, if he doesn't have possession, then it's absolutely a fumble. But, like, not having possession is still looking like a forward pass. Like, it's so many, um, for the lack of better words, it's so many, like, bylaws or so many exceptions to the rule that it's like, this could have been a play that probably would have helped Alabama, but at the same time, the last two plays that happened before they were secured their defeat, it doesn't really matter. Do, do you think that um, that that play was like the college football version of the tuck rule? Do, do, do you think that? Do, do you think that because cause it, that was very tuck rule esque? And I know why. And I was rooting for Georgia too, even though it didn't seem like I just didn't have faith in Georgia. But like, do you think that's very? Because like, 
I feel like people aren't really talking about that because I think everybody's just sort of happy Alabama lost. But like, yeah. is, was that tuck rule? Because that sort of that takes me back to that a little bit. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. And I'm, just, man, I wish people would like go more and kind of like have these conversations of like what the rules used to be or what it used to look like or like how these rules stand because of what happened. But man, like, dang, it, it was just it was one of those really like one of those moments where Alabama is just like, dang. Like, we made a play and it didn't happen. I think that's and that's basically how Alabama really fell short. A whole bunch of plays that they made but couldn't capitalize off of, and that was the downfall of Bryce Young. And the look on his face. Like, I've never, like, how they were speaking of Bryce Young, he's always been a composed man. But that fourth quarter, really seeing, like, him being shaken up was one of the most, like, I felt for him. I was like, this is sad. But not as much as I felt celebration for Georgia. Like, oh, come on now. Like, this is that uh, time to be happy, especially if you're from Georgia. Like, and I'm with you, Randall. I had no faith. Like, I was hoping, but I had no faith. But the, the fact that they actually did it, it's, it's bringing a sense, maybe a little bit of trust back. Maybe just a little bit. Well, I'm not going to trust Georgia until they do something with Stinson Benner or he gets better. Because, like, to me, the whole entire night, like, they were doing this coronation for Stinson Bennett. And, you know, one of the things, so it's just two takeaways I got from it, because I'm, I'm, I do the media thing, right? So, number one, so I decided, you know what, I might not want to watch the main broadcast. Like, I'm very conditioned by the Manning cast. Like, to go to the other, the ESPN2 to see what they're talking about. That that film room with, with, with Dabo, with, 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 um, with Jimbo Fisher, that was really boring and really bad. I just want to just say that. Like, the Manning cast in hindsight, is not as bad. Like, we think the Manning cast, like, they struggled, especially to begin, but they got some personality. Like, that literally was, like, we were eavesdropping on them. Like, we were just, like, looking at them have a film session watching the game. <laughs> like, that's really what that was. So that's first of all. But the media likes to do these human interest stories during the game, and I and, and I get it. Like, I think that it's, it's a cool dynamic of telling the story of the players, but they kept hammering home the discrepancy between Bryce Young and Stinson, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they kept hammering home that Bryce is, like, the guy. He was always heavily recruited. He got to Alabama. He's the top guy. Stinson had to fight for everything. And then when Georgia won, that was the overwhelming dynamic. And in sports, it's like when you win, it's almost like you watch everything like away. Like it doesn't matter how you play. It doesn't matter what you did in the game as long as you won. But what I saw was that he did not handle the pressure well. And I don't mean the like the media pressure, the crowd pressure. I mean the defensive pressure that was coming after him because he was going backwards. I thought I thought his end zone was the other way. I thought he played for Alabama. Because why you keep going that way and, go, and why don't you go the other way? Like, I, I just, I just, he didn't handle that pressure well. And people were talking about it at first, but Swartz is so reactionary. So because they won, it's like, oh, we're so proud of him. He did all this stuff. And I rock with that. But we got to point out what he didn't do and what actually happened. The story of the game is not Stinson Bennett overcoming and, and winning the Cinderella story. The story of the game is the defense. The defense came through and made it happen. They forced two interceptions out of Bryce Young, sacked him four times, and then they forced Alabama to 9-20 and 20 on third downs, and Alabama's normally good at third down conversions, and then the pick six at the end. That's the story. To be honest, yeah, he had those passes. Yeah, 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 that 40-yard pass. And he got him a good field, in good field position in the fourth quarter. But he wasn't even getting them close to getting points at all in that first quarter. It was almost like Alabama had him figured out. 
And one thing I see often on social media is that people have the, oh, Bryce Young sucks when they do a bad thing. Oh, you know, Simpson sucks. No, Simpson was really sucked. He was terrible that first half. He was ter- even 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 like you listen to what Kirby Smart said was like, hey, so like so, so what what you what you tell what you tell Stenson you know going in halftime? He he needs to settle down. So even Kirby Smart knew he got to settle down. He he got he got to chill because a lot of folks wanted the other quarterback to come in. That was a lot a lot of, a lot of the talk. And I want to say this too, Aria, before 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 we go, I do want to say that my granddad was sort of right, and I told you this. I told you my granddad was right. Dual threat quarterback. I think Georgia needs to invest in that. I, I just wanted to say that if they want to come back again, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't completely agree with you on the Stinson Bennett trash talk. However, I do agree that he is not the best quarterback. We saw the best quarterback within that championship. The only difference between him and the only thing that I give him is he did what Bryce Young didn't do. And he capitalized on the opportunity. Bryce Young had the same deep throws. Bryce Young's had the same deep threats, more or less. And I, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to play devil's advocate because you're playing a little REO Kilgore today. So I'm going to go capitalize on that and go REO Kilgore times two. I believe that I love, that we shouldn't charge Alabama losing because they lost their two top wide receivers. Mm. Yes, that is a big deal when you lose Williams and also when you didn't have Mechie that your odds kind of go down from 100% to maybe 50-60% because now you have to find new weapons, which they did. However, still Bryce Young's fault because he froze up. He had a little sense in Benson. So you think he, he, had a little, he had a little bit of Stinson in him? What you saying? Just a little bit. Like he got a little nervous. He got a little shook because Bryce Young is not the quarterback right now to make decisive decisions like I'm going to make a player out of you. I'm going to make a running back out of you. I'm going to make a wide receiver out of you. Him having to make up options on the fly, he is a good quarterback, but he's not good enough to do that on the field. And that hurt him. You saw towards the end of that third quarter and into the fourth quarter, they had no more of a running game. They didn't have any more wide receivers. He was forced to do it himself. And that's what stopped him. And not being able to work that under pressure is what killed the game. Yes, you didn't have your top two players that you really needed, but as a quarterback and as a Heisman Trophy winner, you should be able to make players out of thin air. And right now he is a sophomore. And that was probably too much to ask of him. And it's not like, and to me, I just think that the coach handled that. Nick Saban handled that perfectly. He didn't yell at him. He really didn't have any other quarterback to go to. He trusted Bryce Young with his life. And that's okay. You don't want to yell at this quarterback. You don't want to make him feel as bad as he already does because he really thought he was going to lead you to a championship after having the year that he had. But it just was too much for him. So I don't think, and I hope people don't take it as, well, that he didn't he didn't have his two best wide receivers, so, you know, I don't really know what to do with him. No, I just feel like half of it is Bryce Young's fault. He should have been able to go out there and try to convert and do the best that he could because he didn't have Mechie in that Auburn game. Of course, he had Williams, but Williams got ejected early. So there is something happening there that people don't want to charge him with. However, I do agree with you. Stenson Bennett was not his best, and he was proving that all season. I really hate, and I agree with one of the tweets I saw, five-star quarterbacks go to die at Georgia. Not putting in JT Daniels for the rest of the season after that injury and three weeks after he was out of that COVID protocol to me was disrespectful. Like, since Bennett is okay, he's good, and I'm glad he won you a championship, 
but you literally just killed Daniel's career. Like, where else is he supposed to go? He wasn't talked about until now. Does he stay with Georgia and with Sensen Bennett somewhat proving himself? Really, his underdog story proves him even more. But with somewhat proving himself, do you stick with him in the first five games when you come back in the season playing your defensive coordinator who's about to go to Oregon and be their head coach? Or do you try JT Daniels again? I feel like it's an unfortunate situation on both sides. And I, I always think that's dope when, like, on, on your sideline, you have, like, a future coach. I feel like that's so dope. Because, because it's, almost, it's almost unfair where it's like, they got two coaches on the, on, on the side. I mean, they, they got, got two coaches. You got, you got Georgia and Oregon's coach. I mean, come on, man. That's, that's unfair. I mean, I'll be like, it's unfair. Fake news. They didn't really win. But, <laughs> like, but my, my, my entire thing is this. Though. So, who, so, you, so you think Stinson had the better game? Like, because cause you, cause you got to look at it. Stats. And you look at like the eye test. So the stats to me say that, you know, Bryce Young was better at throwing the ball. He had two interceptions, but 35 of 57, and he threw for 369 yards versus Stence only throwing it 17 times. You know, it's like a lot, a lot of times the defense just had him on, on lock. So like you think that Stinson had a better game than Bryce, even still, even with those moments he was scrambling, you think, you think that Stinson had a better game? I think he he did have a better game, but only because he was able to convert and capitalize on the opportunities that the Alabama defense and their offense was giving them. On paper, with facts and with statistics, and even with just knowing, we know he's not the better quarterback than Bryce Young. I don't believe he's a better quarterback than Bryce Young. It was not Bryce Young's night. And if Bryce Young would have been able to capitalize off of the things that Georgia was doing, some of the... The fumbles that they had, that controversial fumble, some of the yardage that they had, they stopped them in the red zone every quarter, which is unlike Alabama, except for that fourth quarter. Alabama, When Alabama doesn't score in the first three quarters, sometimes it doesn't affect them, but scoring after your opponent scores before you, scoring after Georgia scores their first touchdown, that shakes you a little bit. And that's where it comes into the formula, oh, we got Alabama. If they score after us, if we hold them, if their red down, if their red zone conversions look like the Falcons and they just can't do it, then maybe we can possibly win. So yes, the Georgia's quarterback, Stinson Bennett, had a better game, but he's not the better quarterback. So I like I definitely feel that. So my own entire thing is that I feel like, and, and this tweet is so true that I saw on Twitter, Stinson is going to be the best used car salesman ever. Like after his football career is over in Georgia, he's going to sell so many used cars. And I, and I really believe that. I, I think, I think he's going to be great at it. I think, I think that, <laughs> that he's going to make a football salary selling used cars now. Like he's going to be Teflon. All right. You know what I'm saying? Because, because the last person that won a championship for Georgia was Herschel Walker and look what he became. So I would, I would rather be a used car salesman. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I'd like a Mercedes Benz de- dealership or something like that. Like Mercedes Benz Superdome. Like, may, like, like, like maybe get a sponsorship with Mercedes. I don't know. But like, listen, he's going to be a great used car salesman. I don't see a future for him outside. He to get his degree oh no there's there's I, <laughs> because no he he kind of no yeah no i don't he's he's on the verge of what jake from is right now that's that name is so funny that's that's just that, like that because whenever i see here jake from i hear jake from state farm that's and i know people have said that before that's that's what i hear in my mind yeah but like jake jake from he wasn't the best 
quarterback either and the fact that they still used him over Justin Fields and that was the reason why that he transferred to Ohio State was the same reason why Georgia didn't win their championship but he's the difference between him and Jake Frum is Spencer Bennett doesn't have half the skill that Jake Frum is but they both would probably like if Jake Frum doesn't start within the next two or three years of him being on that NFL team that I would expect for him to find another career. But Simpson Bennett isn't even probably going to get chosen in that sixth or seventh round that Jake Fern was in. He's probably just going to be what you said, a used car salesman. <laughs> like you're not, you're not that good. Like, I don't know what's up. Like just because you are Bulldogs doesn't mean you have to take the underdog quarterback. Y'all, you guys have good quarterbacks after good quarterbacks after five-star quarterbacks come to your college and you want to choose the underdog i'm confused all, all, all i know is i need for stinson to to get his degree from from university of georgia you know start his family live his life and, listen that's and, a great story to tell my yeah. kids let me tell you young bucko the first time that i got <laughs> a championship with kirby smart when nobody thought i could do it and my mom had cancer and i wasn't even ranked and i came from a d2 division that was a great story it was a great, it was great, great great grandkid story but 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 at, at the same time with that used car sales of money he used to get a big flat screen tv so he can watch bryce young in the nfl because like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not it's not gonna happen for he gonna be watching bryce young in the nfl scoring touchdowns and he, he gonna be self cars but this, you know it's, it's all great he's gonna be successful in life though all right you know what's kind of actually funny though what <laughs> when bryce young does go to the nfl and i'm gonna hate when people do this and he becomes one of those great quarterbacks. He is going to become one he of those will. great quarterbacks. And they're going to be like, who could beat him? Well, let's just go back to that 2022 national game when it was Stenson Bennett. Stenson Bennett don't even play. He's not even here. Why would y'all do that to that man? They're always going to bring that up. Oh, no, and I sure. hate that's going to go on Bryce, like Bryce's permanent record of football history. Like, yeah, that one man that beat me. But he's not even here right now. Yeah, that, that, that happens all the time. But, like, so we're about to get to... The NFL wild card is finally playoff time, and yes. Ario's picks are coming up. But I have to I have to say this, all right? Because I because I said something like in in, in in my mind and to people that I know, and then also I think I said it, you know, a few months ago when it came to the NFL's broadcast of the wild card game on Nickelodeon. Viacom CBS owns Nickelodeon, so they struck a deal to get extra extra game. You know, trying to get in good with their rights deal. So they're like, hey, we can put on Nickelodeon. You know, NFL liked it, and they put it on there. I was very against it because I thought that they were talking to them kids like they were stupid, all right? And my whole entire, my whole entire argument is that <laughs> these kids know football. Like, a, a, a lot of these kids know football better than some grown people. And then they, they have Madden, all the different games. So tell, you don't got to talk to the six-year-old in first grade like, 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 like he's stupid. And I, I, I want to give, give an example. So this is Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson, good guy, like great football player. He's hosting on CBS, you know, like doing big things, right? So I want to play this. So this is him explaining a challenge call, all right? This is him explaining the challenge call and I Eagles sort of teeing, teeing it up for him. This was how the game went if you didn't watch it on last year. Saints lead 7-0, but we just had a challenge on the field. So let's go a little bit further in depth, okay. explain what happens when you do challenge a play. Nate, take it away. You've got the red jacket, so you're fitting the, yeah. the mold right here. So you'll see the rest with yellow flags. Coaches have a red flag. It's basically saying, I don't agree with the call that was just made. It's kind of like you're playing tag with somebody, and they said they were on base, and you're like, no, let me throw the flag out because <laughs> you were wrong and I was right. 
What what game is he explaining? He's playing dodgeball. Like no one plays. Do you play tag? Like did you play tag like that? I play tag. I play tag, but like was there a base? I got lost. So I said, huh? <laughs> What's he talking about? See, dodgeball, kickball, whatever sport he was talking about, I got lost. Nate bros and talking like he forty. He forty. You know he forty, right? He talking like he he was thirty nine then. But, he, but, he, but but that man talking like he's sixty. Like he got he got to get on base, kids. We play tag. Like he, you know, he played football. He's like he didn't play nothing else. So he he don't, he don't know no other sport. He he don't, he don't know how to play dodgeball. He don't know how to play kickball. Like he he just ought to play football. He played football his whole life. Cause what what game was he? Explaining? And that was the reason why I hated it because it's like it was very pandery. However, yeah. however, I want to just say this before we go to the wild card. I understand why now. Okay, I understand why they did this, of course, for money, but I understand the value of it. Here's the value of it to me. So football is a game for everybody. It's very violent. Okay, you know, it's, it's all different stuff in it. To get to get to fight, some other stuff. Antonio Brown situation that would have been great on Nickelodeon, wouldn't it? Like, man, <laughs> that would have been nice on Nickelodeon, wouldn't it? <laughs> but like, this is what happens when you get upset, and this is what happens when players walk off. So, bro, put that on Nickelodeon. Like, like if you, if, if yeah, if you had a young shirt pop up, so young shirt is going to explain this. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is CTE. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this, this is this is the starting cases of it. Okay, like, but like, you know, like I understand that. You you wanna have football for a new generation, and like he would, they were really breaking it down, and and I, I looked at it again, um, because I was sort of like looking at it like man, what the world they got on Nickelodeon, but <laughs> I thought, but I did think, I I I, I think that it was presented well. I I will give them that. I could have done without the Barack Obama impression. I could have done without the Cardi B impression. I could have done without that. The slime was was very excessive. But they've always gone crazy with the slime it's thing. It's always slime. It's Nickelodeon. Yeah, that, that was very. It, it was. It, I understand how excessive. Because I used to be hyped over that slime. Like at, 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 at the Kids Choice Awards, when it's like who gonna get who? What celebrity gonna get slime? I used to be hyper about that. But I'm like, okay, it's a bit excessive. Like, okay, it's just a slime, man. But like, you know, I understand how that could hype up a kid that's seven or eight years old. I, I, I understand. I understand that possibly like this is them understanding the game and like the young Ariels out there are learning football and then they want to be sports broadcasters they and and, and they want to be on on the nfl on, on nfl um nick broadcast you know what i'm saying like, i i i think there's a place there because because i know for i know for me it, it, it was certain situations like back in the day i wanted to be on radio disney so bad like I was like, because when I wanted to be on the radio, of course, Tom Joyner was that. That was from really from my parents more than anything. But like, yeah. listen, Tom Joyner come to school. That was that was my guy. Like I wanted to be like Tom Joyner. Then Michael Bazin was not for me at all. But at the same time, like Michael Bazin, I was like, he writes books. He's on the radio. I wanted to be like him, right? But at the same time. I would ask my parents, hey, can you turn the radio Disney? I'm hearing the, the personalities on there interview like Jesse McCartney and all these all these different people. Oh, and I'm Jesse. like, yeah, like I, I saw him on a, I saw him on a list of top singers. I knew it was a trolling list. I'm like, Jesse McCartney's no top singer. What was he? Does he sell cars too? Like <laughs> at this point, like, like does he wait tables like at a high high price restaurant? But but like, you know, I'm like, I wanted to do that. So I think that possibly these wild card games on Nick, if they continue to do this, and maybe Disney comes into play later on. I think that it, it it is something valuable. I think that it is gonna inspire some kids, gonna get some kids to really love football. I I think that it, it it is a purpose for it. But someone brought up a good point. 
like that. I think it's going to be a lot of kids that are going to be confused when they watch games moving forward. They're going to expect the slime cannon. They're going to be upset when the slime don't come. You know, and, and then I, I got to say this because the folks on YouTube, they, they took it too far. But like they were like they were like, what if Young Sheldon like you know like 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 it was a fight happening? Young Sheldon had to explain it. I'm like that would be pretty funny. I'm not gonna read the other things. They went too far. They went a little bit too far with some of the stuff they were saying. Just, just like like because they 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 went very domestic violence e. And I'm like, nah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't. Okay, you, you you ruined the joke for me. But but just the the the, the impetus of it of Young Sheldon like he he's he's explaining like like different stuff like penalties like he him explaining Antonio Brown leaving the field like that that was funny in itself and it shows how crooked adult minds are like because oh my god adult minds are crooked man we 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 some we some nasty people okay we some we some nasty people we we were so innocent now now we we over here wanting Young Sheldon to break down fights okay but I mean I'm just I I will I will, I will let my kids watch it. I wouldn't watch it with them, but I would let my kids watch. Oh no, that's that's a dub. I'm putting it on in the other room while I go watch big football. I just, you know, <laughs> you're right. It is a good thing. Um, I get, I just, it's a good thing. But now I just see it as the kids, like how I was telling you, the kids of this generation are so spoiled. They're so spoiled, and everything is just handed to them. It's in their hands. Like, uh, like go outside and play. Go be roughed up like I was. Go actually learn hands on. Don't watch TV. Don't wait for Spongebob and Plankton to come in and talking about this is a terrible call and how he's going to destroy the world and blah, 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 blah. That's a great like, idea. Listen, we, we, we put you on the team. That was a great idea. That's actually really a great idea. Well, like you have Plankton, like, 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 let's say, let's say, let's say it's an unsuccessful challenge and then Plankton comes unsuccessful challenge. I'm going to press this button and no, 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 we can't do that and blow up the stadium. We can't do that. I forgot we can't do that. Like, dang, Karen, Karen's that. gonna come in and Karen's gonna start explaining to Plankton what it is. Be like, no, it was a challenge on the play because blah 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 blah. And then he's gonna be like, ah. But it's it's, it's certain things you can't do anymore because because like you know, Plankton like like blowing stuff. He tried to blow up the Krusty Krab. You can't say you gonna blow up the stadium. You can't say that. Like something you can't you can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's like cause you gotta be sense. Because like man, like that, that that's a good idea though. So you you should be on you should be on the on the team because and and because it will boost your resume because last year's broadcast over two million viewers. All right on Nickelodeon, so we added to to the regular broadcast of the Saints and Bears, and then it won two sports Emmys for outstanding playoff coverage and outstanding live graphic design, which I co-signed. I, I think I think they did a good job. I know. I give you the co-sign on the graphic design. It's just but the playoff, like he's good. Like both of them, I think the only like the thing I had because Noah Eagle, son of Iron Eagle, he does the Clippers games sometimes. He does the the the, the regular games too. He's amazing. That whole Eagle family is great. Iron Eagle, I met him through NBA 07 and those PSP games. He would commentate those games. Golden voice. And now his son sounds just like him. That's that, that's got to be a dream. Like you commentate, your son commentate. That, that's got that's got to be a dream. And then they come they commentated the same game. The Clippers played the Nets. They commentated the same game. That is so crazy. That's they were there at the same time. That's that's so cool. And then then then, then Burleson is great. He he's very knowledgeable. I think he did good enough outside of that one thing with the tag thing. I think he did good enough. I think that number one, they started breaking it down like it was a regular game because it, it was one play where I think like Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, somebody caught the ball and they said it was out of bounds or like, and he was like one, two, three. No, that that was in bounds. I'm like, no, you're not on regular CBS. You got you to break it down like it's like hopscotch, kids. You know what I'm saying? It was like hopscotch. Uh, but but like also one last thing, I did that little girl. That, that little girl, I wasn't feeling that little girl. Okay, I'm telling you why I wasn't feeling that little girl. Like, why are you calling adults by, by their first name? 
All right, I wasn't feeling that. Like he, he over there, like Noah, like like Nate, like I'm like no, no, Mister Burleson. Oh, like I would have been like, uh, excuse me, young lady, it's Mister Barnes. Okay, wait a minute. Like you know, he's fifteen. They couldn't go off on her on TV for real. They couldn't do that. Man, let man, I, I would have waited that commercial break because you already know Nick going to commercial break. <laughs> They're gonna show that the, the next SpongeBob episode is coming out. So I'm like, hey, listen, I come here. Okay, you're not gonna call me by my first name. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm getting a deal on you. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, yeah, you gotta go. There might be, there might be beyond that generation. We getting old. There might be a little bit because, because I'll never forget when Medea beat Kiki Palmer. That was so. That was. Do you remember that? Rightfully <laughs> in the, so. In the yes, bus. Rightfully so. In the bus. Oh my god. But so the game that's gonna be on on Nickelodeon and also on CBS is the 49ers Cowboys game at 4 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I want to ask you, I want to start with you breaking this game down since it's gonna be the, the game. So first of all, let's get the Nick part out of the way. So do you think that this is a Nick appropriate game? give this a nick appropriate game i mean i preferably would have just not have it on there because i feel like this is one of the really big like main games that everybody wants to watch and doesn't want to be dumbed down but it's it's more so appropriate you know because if you think about the aspects of it it might essentially be close to a blowout the cowboys versus the 49 you think so yeah, you got Zeke back. Every everybody's playing their def- their offense actually improving. We were talking about this. I don't think the Eagles were the best opponent for them to prove that they're back into rhythm. However, with them not having anybody, nobody's injured anymore. They kind of figured out who they are. They're more settled in their position and their personality. And you kind of look at the 49ers that last minute win against the Rams, even though it was a great game. I don't have too much support for them actually holding their own against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn has absolutely proved for all my Falcons fans out there, and do not lie, they have proved to have one of the top defenses in the NFL of today. The 49ers are no match for that Cowboys defense. Their offense is it's okay. It can probably stand against Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott, but I don't have faith in that. So it, it's, it's a good game to start off with, but... Hopefully it doesn't go into any kind of overtimes or any something like that's really extenuous because them kids are just going to be lost. So. That that would be so amazing. I want to let want to let everybody know I'm going to be watching that game. I'm I'm, I'm just how I watch the mannequin. I'm I'm gonna watch that game. And I'll report back next week on how it went. All right. So that is your Nickelodeon game. So we, we broke that down. So before we get into the rest of like breaking down the games, so we got a big thing. So you're gonna do your predictions. All right. So. Yeah. So let me break down the games. The games coming up. Let me break them down for the wild card. Okay, so Saturday, January fifteenth, Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Bills. Sunday, January sixteenth. Of course, we know the Cowboys are playing the 49ers, Nickelodeon, CBS. Then you also have the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Then Monday, which I think is going to be a great game, Steelers versus the Chiefs. So, and I'm, I'm gonna turn on the NFL music. I'm turning NFL music for you. Okay, so it makes me so sad to kind of hear it now because like our theme song isn't as great anymore. No, it's dope. It, that's dope. So, so, so break it down for us. So, what is your give me your whole playoff board and how it's rocking? Alrighty, so Raiders versus the Bengals. Ah, uh, it's a lot going into this. You got Derek Carr coming in. 
to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has been absolutely amazing when it comes to the Bengals and having those really, really big wins. I absolutely see them actually taking this. Mm. I want them to take this. Not saying, you know, not trying to put in my Derek Carr hate, but I, that last, that pettiness and that last minute win last week against the Chargers is going to come back and bite them in the butt. So I definitely believe the Bengals are going to take this. And then you got the Patriots and the Bills, both chips on their shoulders. You got a Patriots rookie quarterback coming in, first time to the playoffs since being drafted. And then you got the Bills that came off of that amazing season last year, and now they're back trying to redeem themselves prove that we can be playoff contenders and possibly win a championship. A lot of things to lose right there, but I don't think Matt Jones is going to go forth any further than what you see right here. I think the Bills are definitely going to win that game. Mm -hmm. You got Sunday. It's huh, some good games, too. We already said the 49ers and the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are possibly might run over the 49ers. But you got the Eagles and the Bucks. And what you really have to think about is losing your wide receiver, Antonio Brown, after that big display that he made. He is down a couple weapons. And then you got some injuries also to the Buccaneers. Then you have the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, participating in his first playoff as a starting quarterback coming out of the draft two years from now. It's a lot at stake, but I feel like Tom Brady is not done. He's going to pull it off. Then you have that Monday key game that we're both going to be watching that we're both excited about, the Steelers and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes still trying to prove that he is the next heir to Tom Brady. Not going to get into that right now. But also making sure that he's okay, he's staying in his place. And then you got Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, trying to make a last-minute playoff run, last-minute championship run. So this man is going by. He is old. He needs to retire. But he doesn't want to retire just yet. I feel like the Chiefs can pull this off. The Chiefs have a bit much bigger chip on their shoulder. And they actually have a much younger team than what the Steelers have. So I can definitely see the Chiefs winning this. But it's going to be close. But if they do hit overtime, the Steelers might have a chance. Think so? Yes. How? <laughs> the Steelers The Steelers haven't... Mm, the Steelers have proven to me in an overtime game they can do what needs to be done. They'll power through whatever they need to do. That defense comes out alive to eat people from everywhere just when it comes to overtime. I, The Chiefs might be in trouble if they take this into an overtime game. I th like, I think the music was shocked because it stopped when you said that. Like, he <laughs> like, was like, wait, what? It's like, don't wait, what? Like, because, no, nah, nah, okay. So, let, so I want to, so I want to hear your Super Bowl prediction. Like, Cause, cause I, cause I, I, that's what I want to hear. Like I, I, I gave you my, I gave you mine. So Packers Chiefs, I gave you mine. So what is your Super Bowl prediction? You, I think you had two. I do have two, but it all depends on how this wild card plays out. So ideally, so, so what's your ideal setup? My ideal setup, both of them end with the Packers. My ideal setup, both of them end with the Packers. The Packers are going to be one of the teams that is going to make it to the end. The second appointment, however. And it may, it may or may not make sense, but I feel like that Cowboys have a chance to go in there. But I also feel like I kind of agree with you, or maybe we might be on. I feel like you just said that the Chiefs have a chance of being in there as well. Yeah, those okay. are my two predictions. So okay, so your Super Bowl. So you, so you think Chiefs Packers too? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. You think like, that's first first scenario. So yeah, you think that it can be Chiefs Cowboys? No, I think it could be Cowboys Packers. Mm. 
Okay. Now the third, my third one was kind of off, but I just, I had to like, I had to really settle myself because I was like, it will be weird, but it will be out the blue, but it'll also be extraordinary if the Steelers actually made it to the end. Mm. I think that would be, that is the wild, like how they had the wildest thing, like the wildest time to get in to that wild card, to get into that playoff spot, that if the Raiders and the Chargers tied, they wouldn't go. And now that they're defining the odds, it's one of those wild things again. If the Steelers make it, this has been one of the craziest NFL seasons I've ever made, like ever seen before. Oh, they won't make it. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> they're not. They're not gonna make. I don't know. You know, I've I've been wrong before. I will admit that I've been wrong before. But some this this has been an irregular season. Anything is possible. I, I I don't I don't see it for him. I I, I really don't. Um. So, so the fact the fact we agree, I, th- I think that's great. I think I think that the world after that that last year, the world the world needs um Aaron Rodgers versus versus, versus Patrick Mahomes. We we need like a like 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 a gun show. We 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 need like like just going crazy. Like we need that. Um. So I think so. I, I'm I'm gonna be bold enough to give some predictions. Okay, I'm gonna be bold enough. I think that, but I don't, I don't know. If this is too bold. I think that the Bengals win against the Raiders. Yeah, I think I the Bills win against the Patriots. I think I the Buccaneers win against the Eagles. I think the Cowboys win against the 49ers. I think the Chiefs win against the Steelers. I, th- I think that's pretty obvious, though. I don't, I don't know if I'm being too bold. No, we have the same predictions. I just think the margin of error is kind of wide just because it's been a crazy season. Besides the Raiders and the Bengals, that's definite. I believe the Bengals are going to run over the Raiders, and I believe the Bills are going to run over the Patriots. The Buccaneers and the Eagles is only a little margin of error because Tom Brady is down a player. Cowboys, that's definite. The Chiefs and the Steelers only a margin of error because if it does go in the overtime, the Steelers have proven to be the better team in overtime. So, I gotta ask you this though before we go, you you, you gotta explain your your Patrick Mahomes take to, to to the world. Oh my gosh! You, you say because <laughs> you brought you brought it up. You you put it on the table, so you gotta explain it. Because he has something to prove to you. He has something to prove in this playoffs to you. All right. So, because I, I don't, I want people to see where I'm coming from. And I don't want them to, like, take as I'm trying to take anything from him. I'm not. His situation and Stetson Bennett's situation is, and, like, any other great situation, is completely different than what I'm trying to say. So, right now, and let's, let's go ahead and kind of put that out there, put some pray prelude some prologue to this um there is no middle margin when it comes to like next errors of quarterbacks because you have your last error with Peyton Manning and Eli you have all of them and then you kind of have Aaron Rodgers you got Ben Roethlisberger you got Tom Brady on the edge of it you kind of got Matt Ryan then you kind of have that awkward phase where you have Lamar Jackson and you have Patrick Mahomes you can't at the old Texans quarterback because Deshaun Watson is going through a lot of stuff. Marcus Mariota really didn't make it the way he was supposed to do it. So that's kind of like you kind of have a blur right there. And then you have this next generation that kind of includes Joe Burrow and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, some of those newer kind of just in their quarterbacks. And then before that, you have like your Josh Herberts, you have your Jimmy Garoppolo's and maybe a couple of your Jameis Winston's like in there. So, but what I'm trying to say is there's no other players that you can put 
within Patrick Mahomes besides Lamar Jackson. And so my, not my argument, but my, how I feel about it is Patrick Mahomes taking the air to the throw once Tom Brady leaves, as people see as him being the next big quarterback that takes over the league. It's kind of shaky right now because of the season that he's had. It hasn't been a superb season like how it's supposed to be. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes has set a standard. He has shown us in past seasons where he is that great quarterback. He is going to be the one that comes after Tom Brady. He is setting those quarterback records and will be the person to stay in there for a very long time like Tom Brady. However, I feel like if Lamar Jackson wasn't hurt, if he was doing the same things and had the same record that Patrick Mahomes has, it would be a conversation of can Lamar actually take the air? But since he's not there, it all falls on Patrick Mahomes. But I feel like Patrick Mahomes is on probation because this season there are a lot of games that you should have won. There were a lot of games that were your fault that you didn't win because you weren't the composed and prospect quarterback that we believe that you should be. So his claim to the throne is a little shaky. I feel like it's on probation. I don't feel like his spot is as secure as people think it is. He's still a young quarterback. There's still a lot to prove. But as of right now, it's risky to just say all that right now. So Patrick Mahomes is on probation. So he has an ankle monitor on his ankle. Okay. So, oh my God. so, so and, and I, I want to just say as a final thought, Stinson Bennett was, was running around. Like he had a, he had an ankle monitor on his ankle too. That's how he's running. Like I'm telling you, bro, he, he was running, like he was running in some, it was, it was like, he was running in quicksand. I'm telling you, like that one time he tried, he tried to scramble. Points, you don't, you don't see that. Like you can't, you can't tell me that I can see if he goes and he goes to the Super Bowl. And whether he wins or loses, I can understand that because it's kind of unfair. You got Aaron Rodgers. We thought this was his last run. All the scandals that has happened with him. If he wins, people are probably going to play devil's advocate or they're probably going to be like, well, you know what? It was Aaron Rodgers. He deserved this win. This is something to go on his record. But if they, if Patrick Mahomes wasn't in the situation that he was in, you, you would tell me that I'm wrong? I think that the GOAT construct, I think we, we all are, like, playing into it. I, ju I just want him to play, to play good, good football. I, I think that he is the heir apparent, though. I mean, I, I, I think that based on, like you said, his, like the stats, based on how he's performed, based on the fact he already got a ring, he's the heir apparent. And it was supposed to be the passing of the torch last year. It just didn't go down because of the defense, not because of Tom Brady, but because of the defense more than anything. Yeah. But Lamar hasn't really gotten that chance because he's injured this year. Like and Lamar hasn't gotten that that chance. But I think Lamar is getting to a point where he's getting better. And I feel like it's gonna be Peyton versus Tom type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like in the future, as the Ravens get better, if he signs that deal, I don't know why he hasn't signed that deal yet. Um Lamar. <laughs> but like, you know, like it's it's gonna like it is it, it's gonna be a closer battle. And I would have loved to have seen Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship with the we Bills messed it up. The, the Bills messed that up. They messed it up. They messed it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and because like they 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 sort of killed the, the Ravens. Like after the Ravens, the Ravens beat the Titans. That would have been so great. With Patrick Mahomes probably still won. Yeah, he probably would still won. But that would have just been great to see, and it would have given us the show we would have wanted in the Super Bowl. Because just how they were gassing it. Because we came to this conversation because I was talking about the promotion of the Super Bowl. And how it really connected to me because they were like Brady versus Mahomes is like Jordan in 98 versus LeBron in 2013. 
And it, it was like, okay, I get this. It, it, it was a basketball reference, but also what it's saying is like, this is your guy on the way out, but he's still, you know, as that is at the peak of his power, sort of on the downslope though. And then you have Patrick Mahomes who's emerging. I don't I don't think that in that example though that Patrick Holmes is LeBron in 2013. I think that he's like maybe in that equation LeBron in like 2009. Like just he he won, he won a ring. Like LeBron didn't win a ring. He took a team to the finals, but he didn't win a ring. But like Patrick Holmes has won a ring, but he's just he's very impressive. Like what he does on the field is so impressive and so eye-catching. So I think almost to a certain degree, the better example, but I don't think it would have sold non-basketball fans kobe versus lebron maybe like the blending of two generations kobe versus lebron do, 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 do you think that so so in that comparison because i don't the goat thing i'm like okay i, I think that pat Jones can have a chance but but lamar can have a chance anybody can have a chance you, you name james winston like at this point he, can, he got a chance too at this point you know what I'm saying? i mean i named him as like one of the <laughs> like quarterbacks within those things like but like i said i'm not taking anything from patrick mahomes he still is on that track i'm just saying after this season he still has a lot more to prove. It's still a little risky and early to give him, like officially give him that title. He will earn it, but it's just early. It's too early to say. It's too much improvement to go on, especially after this season. It shouldn't, if if he wins this Super Bowl, maybe. But then it comes to the point that people are still going to give it to him if he doesn't, because you might be playing Aaron Rodgers. And they're not going to give you that satisfaction of like, well, I mean, he probably does have a lot more to prove. The conversation is going to be, well, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's on his way out. He deserves this win. Patrick Mahomes can come back and win again next time. They're not. It's not going to be the same conversation. I, th- I, I think what we should be saying is when he wins. Okay, like when when, when he wins, <laughs> he's going to win the Super Bowl. They're they're they're, they're going to win, and, and oh, it's going to be so it's going to be so hilarious. I, I still I still have like I, if you guys like watch the the um the Super Bowl coverage we did last year, which we're not doing again. That that was a lot. Um, but like, but I still have my Patrick Mahomes jersey, and I think it still fits. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, like I've been, like I, I need to work out. So you know, I don't know. So like, yeah, it, like it, it was extra. Like that. It, it was extra large. So I, I don't know. I, I might need two X now, but still, like, like you know, like, like it, it, it might still fit. I still got it. All right. You know, I didn't get the championship. I, I, I want it. I want the championship version so bad. But that, but it wasn't in stock yet. Okay. But, but it's like. You you know it, it is we we gonna pretend I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do I'm, I'm gonna get some I'm gonna get some aluminum foil and paste it there and then that I'll be championship version. All right, it's time to go. <laughs> so thank you guys well, I'm, for I'm, listening. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 planning it out in my head. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm planning it out. All right, like, you know what I'm saying? Like like, like at, at, at this point, I'm planning it out. Is I'm looking at it right now. It says over there. You got the AOC patch on the right, aluminum foil on the left. Okay, so, so championship, make it happen. We're not buying another one. Too, too much oh, money. Lord. I don't get too much money. But like, where can we find you on social media, Ariel? You guys, you can find me on Twitter at askriri underscore underscore. Or you guys will see me next month on the Unaxed Opinion, where I give my opinion that nobody asks for, but I'm going to give it anyway. We always ask for your opinion. We we want to hear it. All right, <laughs> we we want to hear. It. But make sure to follow Pulse Radio on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter at Pulse Radio 100, and YouTube just Pulse Radio. I'll be watching that Nickelodeon game. I'll let y'all know how it goes, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if Ariel's predictions are right, which is the prediction that I had. So we we we'll see if we're right. Okay, we'll see if we're right. All right, but we'll talk to y'all later. See you on the other Bye, side, guys. You're listening to Pulse Radio.